Welcome to Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast where you ditch the diet drama, banish body shame, and reclaim your life, all while creating a body you love. When it comes to body drama, your host, Carmela Romalia, has been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and wrote the books. And now, here's Carmela. Hello, hello, my friends. It's me, Carmela, from Happy Calories Don't Count. How are ya? Welcome to episode number 32 of the Food is Not a Four-Letter Word podcast. And yes, I am still on my back-to-school, back-to-basics kick. So as promised, this episode is about those five steps of the Happy Calories Don't Count approach. You know, that no diet, no drama, no BS way to creating a body and a life you love? Oh yes, my friends, we are going to cover all five steps today. But before we do, let's start with our three deep breaths. So please play along with me, okay? Let's go, take a deep breath in. And exhale. Second breath, deep breath in. And exhale. Last one, all the way down to your toes. Deep breath in. And exhale. Good job. Thank you so much for playing along. So how do you feel? Do you feel just a little more centered, maybe? A little more relaxed, a little more connected to your body? I hope. So unless this is the very first episode you've ever listened to, you know why I do those three deep breaths, right? I do them first and foremost to ground myself um, so that I can bring the best of myself to you uh, because I, we all know I'm very, very passionate about this topic. I could speak for hours and, you know, I often do. And there are a million tangents and rabbit holes I could go down. So to keep me from going full Carmella on you, I take these three deep breaths at the beginning of the episode to ground myself. And then I also invite you to play along so that I can model for you and have you experience the power of the breath, how quickly and easily you can just take that beat, take that breath and literally change your life right? Your life is just a series of moments, moments to moments to moments. And some moments are great and some moments are a little stressful. And if you were ever in a moment, you know, whether it is about your body or about work or about a relationship or whatever, you have so much power. You just take that beat, take that breath, connect to your center, connect to your body, connect to your source. And then in that next moment of time and space, whatever action you choose to take, it is coming from a place of empowerment and purpose rather than a place of reaction. And so I practice that myself and I encourage you to practice that. And it is also one of the primary tools in the toolkit for connecting to your body, which as you will see, um, not that I haven't been preaching connect to your body for the last, you know, 31 episodes. Uh, but as you will see in this episode, how important it is, right? <laughs> okay, so why do we do this? Why? Why? 
because we want to feel good about ourselves. We want to feel good in our bodies and we want to feel good about our bodies. We want to have a life. We we want to enjoy life, right? Our bodies are the vehicle through which we experience life. So it doesn't really matter if you're coming from a health and wellness general fitness perspective, if you are coming from an emotional psychological point of view, a spiritual point of view, or even one of those body positivity frames of mind, how you feel in your body and about your body literally affects the quality of your life. It's a really big deal. And so I help you optimize that. I help you feel good in your body and about your body. And the primary way I do that is to illuminate this very important fact for you, that the diet and exercise model is the root of all of your pain, shame, drama, and dysfunction around food, exercise, your body, and your weight. You know, you've heard me say this multiple times over the past few episodes. This is like how I'm starting to frame things, how I'm really zeroing in on on the crux of the problem, really identifying it, clarifying it, and how to overcome it, right? It's this diet and exercise model and the assumptions that come out of this model that create your crazy making head games and all of the pain and all of the shame and all of the drama. And it also contributes to your poor health because it disconnects you from the wisdom of your body, which in my world is the source of all knowledge. Your body knows what to do to be in an optimized state. Your body wants to look the way you want it to, too. You guys are partners. You are in this life together. It can't live without you. You can't live without it. It knows how to create that optimized state of health, vitality, well-being, beauty, and joy that you seek. And it wants to take you there, you know, and people that like to get all scared and question me about that, like, but what if my body doesn't want what I want? What if my body would would lead me astray? Why would it? You know, everything you do affects your body. Your body is experiencing this as well. So it is only in your body's best interest to give you impulses and guidance that would serve the both of you. Okay, so all of this comes down to a perspective, right? And the happy calories don't count perspective is that we can be free from all of the food drama, all of the anxiety, all of the pain, all of the shame. We can live life on our terms. And the key to doing that is to cultivating a relationship with our body and following the guidance, following its wisdom. Now, we have some hurdles to overcome. And that's why we have the five steps of the happy calories don't count approach to help us. It's a framework. Happy calories don't count is a framework that helps you decide for yourself, navigate for yourself in the current moment of time and space, how to choose what would best suit you and your body in that particular moment in time and space. And that is one way it is very different from the diet and exercise model. So I've spoken at infinitum on previous episodes of all the drama and dysfunction that that model creates, right? Another thing that is up with that diet and exercise model is that it's static. It's always the answer is always eat less or move, eat less, move more, or eat the right food or do the right kind of diet and exercise program. And so it's always about the food and the exercise. And that's the answer, regardless 
of what's going on with you emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually, um, wherever you are in the world. You know, it. I see this a lot with people where, where they'll be on a diet and exercise program and, oh, things are great. And then, oh, I'm going to go on vacation. And then they just resign themselves to, to gaining weight on vacation because they don't want to follow that diet and exercise program. And then they have to come back and get back on the wagon, you know, kind of thing. There's this mindset that it's it's a very static model whereas happy calories don't count this this framework these principles they move with you through time and space because you are different in every moment of every day your body is different in every moment of every day so the same exact answer it's like it's like a one note you know answer to a question it, it doesn't always work. And so using these principles, using this framework, you're able to connect with your body and decide for yourself in each moment in time and space, what would be best for you. And the same situation could arise multiple times, but because it's a different time, it's a different space, your body's a little bit different, you're in a little bit different space, the answer might not always be the same. And the five steps are the key to helping you cultivate that answer for yourself. All right. So step number one is called embrace a model of alignment. Now that sounds all floofy and alignment is a really popular buzzword in, you know, the business community and the metaphysical community and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Uh, but basically, step one, if you don't even remember what alignment means or what the rings look like or any of that other kind of stuff, all you need to know is it means get out of diet drama land. Stop thinking in terms of the diet and exercise model, right? The diet and exercise model is the root of all pain, shame, drama, and dysfunction around food, exercise, your body, and your weight. Step one is about breaking free of that model. Now, here's the thing. Your mind abhors a vacuum. And so I can say, stop thinking in terms of diet and exercise. Stop thinking in terms of diet and exercise. Stop thinking in terms of diet, diet and exercise all day, every day until the cows come home. And if I don't give you something else to think about instead, your your mind is just going to go back to that diet and exercise model because that's what the culture promotes. That's what you're going to see in the commercials, in the Instagram posts, here, there, everywhere. And you're just going to go right back into that matrix, you know, to use that movie as a metaphor. So Embrace a model of alignment is something for you to focus on, something for you to think about so that you don't get sucked back into the diet and exercise model. So I will do my best to describe it to you just over an audio format. Uh, but there is a picture of this model in multiple variations in my book, Food is Not a Four-Letter Word. And it's also in lots of... Um, I have it in my YouTube channel on a lot of my different YouTube videos. It's just in there. So um, essentially, this model, it was inspired by my years as a Pilates instructor. And it was also inspired by the ending of the movie, The Fifth Element. Uh, and so I know from teaching Pilates and doing Pilates myself that when your body is in physical alignment, your body moves more naturally it moves more effectively, it moves more powerfully, it moves more gracefully. 
because all the pieces and parts are harmonized. And so I just kind of had this little vision of like little rings, for lack of a better word, you know, this little ring that represented your thoughts, a little ring that represented your feelings, your beliefs, and then food and exercise. And if you wanted to combine food and exercise into a single ring to represent actions, you could. Uh, but since specifically in my world, people are dealing with food and exercise drama, you know, it's helpful to separate them out into two rings. But the idea is that when these rings are all congruent, when they're all in harmony, they're vertical, stacked on top of each other, when they're all in harmony, in alignment, life force can move through you powerfully and effectively. It's like if you're on a circuit, you know, you get everything lined up and boom, there's power through the circuit, kind of like the ending of the movie, The Fifth Element, you know, when that life force moves through her, you know, our heroine at the end, and she and that light just destroys all of the dark, icky badness, you know, that was the inspiration of the model. And again, what's important about the model and thinking about in terms of embracing this idea of alignment is not necessarily to get up on, hung up on the idea of alignment. It's that it gives you a different picture in your head. It gives you something else to think about instead of the diet and exercise model, because that will just lead you back down that road that you know where it ends. And I know that's not where you want to be, you know, to semi quote another line from the movie, The Matrix, right? So the diet and exercise model is the biggest hurdle we need to overcome. We need to stop thinking in those terms. And the best way to stop thinking in those terms is to give you a different way to think. So start thinking in terms of a model of alignment. Then you can get to step two. Step two is one of the most important steps, and that is to connect with your body. And it sounds very simple and it sounds very easy, but I tell you, you cannot really connect with your body if you've got the diet and exercise model running in your head. Because to be quote unquote successful in the diet and exercise model, you have to, by definition, disconnect from the wisdom of your body. Because you can't just eat what you're inspired to eat. You can only eat what and when that diet tells you you can eat, that external authority. You can't just move your body when you feel like it. You have to get to the gym and burn those calories, you know, to earn to earn that food. All of that stuff gets tied up within that model. You can't just trust yourself like, oh my goodness, I feel like eating a cookie. Oh, nope, you can't. It's not on your diet. So you're constantly overriding your body's natural impulses and you disconnect from its wisdom. But once we've done step one, so we're no longer thinking in terms of the diet and exercise model, it doesn't matter what we do as long as we're congruent right? As long as we are connecting with the wisdom of our body and we're following the action of our body. So if our body is inspired to eat a salad, we eat a salad because that's coming from our deepest impulses. If our body is inspired to eat a cookie, we allow ourselves to eat a cookie because there might be something in that cookie that our body really wants. Our body knows best and it's inspiring the action. We're not second guessing it. And you know what? When we eat the cookie and we're satisfied by by acknowledging our body's request, it doesn't haunt us. It's just a cookie. We enjoy it. Whatever. The day goes on. And then we don't end up 
because we're not in the diet and exercise model anymore, going down the rabbit hole of having to burn it off and earn it, all of that drama, okay? So we are shifting from that transaction-based model of diet and exercise into a relationship-based model, the primary relationship being the relationship with our bodies. So step two is about connecting with your body really cultivating that relationship with your body. I say that a lot and people seem to get a little confused and hung up on it. And it's really not that hard. It's just so different just to even to even entertain the thought, you know, it's just so outside of normal. And you're in relationships all the time. You know, you've got relationships with your family, you've got relationships with your friends, you've got relationships with your colleagues at work. You know, some relationships are really productive and supportive and loving, and some relationships are not so great. And so what you do is you add your body to that mix of relationships and do your best to cultivate the happy, positive relationship. So all of those skills and tools that you use when you are engaging in those productive and supportive relationships relationships, you use those same skills and tools in the relationship with your body. So again, I can speak for hours about this. I normally do. um, But it's a very simple step. It's, you know, get out of diet drama land. Stop thinking in terms of diet and exercise. That's step one. Embrace a model of alignment. That's what step one is about so that you can get to step two, which is connect with your body. All right. Now, once you're connected to your body, step three, woohoo, enjoy your food. Super simple, easy, fun step. Because when you think about it, why wouldn't you enjoy your food? Really? The only reason you really wouldn't enjoy your food is if you thought you had to pay a price for it later. You know, if you're going to feel guilty for it, like, oh, you were going to have to go to the gym or, oh, it was going to end up on your backside or, oh, whatever, you know. And then the other reason you might not enjoy your food if it, if it is legitimately something that you don't like, but you're eating it because it's on some stupid diet, right? Well, guess what? No diets, no diets. This is the no diet, no drama, no BS method, right? So you are enjoying your food because you're eating what your body is requesting And if it's not something that you like, your body would not even give you the impulse to eat it. And if it's not something that would serve you some way to give you some nutrient or some nutrition somehow or provide something that your body is missing, you wouldn't even be inspired to eat it. And that's what's the coolest thing ever. And I've experienced it myself. And my my clients have told me that they, they've all kind of had this moment where, you know, they've walked past the plate of cookies and they didn't even think to take one. So there's no deprivation at all, you know, and and. Halloween is coming up, you know, and there's Halloween candy everywhere and all of this stuff. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want any. And, and there's no internal battle. You're, you're not trying to give it away or freeze it or do whatever, do whatever it is that you do because you don't want to eat it. You, you legitimately just aren't inspired to eat it. And then when you are inspired to eat it, you eat it. And you know what? It's really yummy. It's really tasty. And then you're done. And there's no drama around it. And you know what? The other thing, when you're really connected to your body and you're enjoying your food, sometimes you really, really, really want your vegetables. And you know what? 
They are the yummiest, tastiest vegetables you have ever had, you know? And so this whole really fun, enjoy your food step is a natural following from the connection that you have from your body that you're able to cultivate because you have ditched that diet and exercise model and you've embraced a model of alignment. Now, this is where things get a little tricky. Step four is exercise daily to connect with and tune your body. (gasps) Are you freaking out? Oh my goodness. She said I had to work out. No, I didn't. I said you had to exercise to connect and tune with your body. If you choose to work out and it is a way to connect and tune with your body, that's awesome. But this is a relationship-based model. Remember, diet and exercise is a transaction-based model. You have to pay a price to eat. The price is exercise or weight gain. And the way that you are allowed to eat is to pay the price of exercise, right? That That's not what this is about at all. This is a relationship-based model. And in the context of relationship, exercise is kind of like a date with your body. It's where you get to spend time with your body so that you feel what it feels like to be in your body. You feel what it feels like to work a muscle and to stretch a muscle. You feel what it feels like when your heart rate comes up and goes down. You feel what it feels like to be embodied. It's a time and place to practice being embodied. And the greatest thing ever is that when you are embodied, I mean, seriously, when you are inhabiting, fully inhabiting your body, you instinctively know what to eat, how much, and when. No muss, no fuss, no drama, nothing. You know, and another metaphor that um, people like to use or like to hear me say, they're like, oh, you didn't talk about the dog. You didn't talk about the dog. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll talk about the dog. All right. So again, it's got nothing at all to do with burning calories or losing weight. From a happy calories don't count perspective, this relationship based perspective, it's everything is in service to cultivating that relationship with your body and to become embodied. And exercise is a very powerful tool to do that. And We're physical beings living in a physical world and our bodies want to move. You know, it's like the dog, whether you have a dog or you know someone who has a dog, you know, dogs don't really care what size they are, but they still want to go for a walk every day. It's not about the it's not about the exercise, the burning calories, that kind of thing. It's about being out, being physical, being out in the environment, expressing the physicality of being alive in this physical time and space. That's what it's about. All right. So, yes, exercise important every day, even. And the thing is, is that daily exercise doesn't mean you have to go to the gym for an hour every day, you know. Remember, I said that this is a framework. This is a flexible framework for you to discern what is best for you in any moment of any day. And you know what? Some days you might legitimately be sick and exercise would not be the best thing for you in that particular instance, but you do have to show up and have the conversation. All right, you are responsible for engaging in relationship and partnership with your body. So this is this this is a framework, it's a pathway to help you do that. 
All right. Step five is called clear the channel. And the reason it's called clear the channel is because if you can imagine or if you've seen in the book or on the YouTube channel, you know, the little rings of alignment that I have all lined up, it kind of looks kind of like a channel, kind of like a pipe, you know, and the idea behind it is that this is where all of the personal development and the spiritual growth comes into play, right? Now, in the diet and exercise model, I've done it myself. And I see a ton of people do it. And I see it at, in the pop culture as lar at large. What happens is we have this cultural idea of, yeah, I'm just eating my feelings or, you know, someone breaks up with you and then you eat the, the pint of Ben and Jerry's or, or whatever it is, right? It, it's this idea of emotional eating or it's this idea of, of we're going to go to therapy or we're going to do personal development so that I have self-esteem so that then I don't self-sabotage, you know, that kind of thing. So in the diet and exercise world, all of the personal growth is about helping you stay on that diet, helping you stick to that exercise program, okay? This is a completely different underlying model. This is a relationship-based model. So step five, clearing the channel, is about using all of those personal development skills, those spiritual growth skills that you have studied and that you have practiced to help you deal with life in such a way that the challenges of life do not interfere with the relationship you have with your body. It's not about helping you stick to a diet. It's about helping you navigate life without having the challenges of life interfere with the relationship you have with your body. It is just like, you know, if you have a bad day at work and somehow you need to deal with that energy so that you don't come home and take it out on your family during dinner. Because, you know, that doesn't fly, doesn't go very well, doesn't create a very happy home environment, right? You're letting the, the upset of the day negatively impact your family. And so, you know, you've done your anger management classes or your personal development or whatever it is to give you these skills and tools so that you can deal with the boss or, you know, the, the jerk at work or, you know, the, the rush hour traffic or the guy that cut you off or whatever it is. You can deal with that and let it go however you do that so that then it does not interfere with the relationship you have with your family. It's the same thing. Clearing the channel is about using those personal growth skills that you have so that you're not interfering with the relationship you have with your body because having that relationship you, with your body is the key to be able to hear its guidance, to hear its wisdom so that you can follow what it has to offer in each moment of time and space to optimize that state of health, vitality, well-being, beauty, and joy. And the great thing is that because it's coming from your highest self, your most congruent self, you're not at odds with it. And even better yet, it's sustainable. So that's what I was alluding to earlier when I was talking about a framework that moves with you through time and space. The diet and exercise model is not sustainable. Like if you break your leg, you can't really get on the treadmill. 
right? And then people are like, oh, well, I gained weight because, you know, I got injured and then, you know, whatever. Well, sure, that might be part of it. But if you have a strong relationship with your body, your body will be guiding you to food choices and to types of exercise that you could do that will most quickly and effectively help you reclaim that state of vibrant health. So my friends, those are the five steps in a quick overview. I go over them in detail in my book, Food is Not a Four-Letter Word. I have gone over them in lots of episodes of the podcast, uh, on the YouTube channel, every everything I have to share with you, you know, the content is freely given. Uh, I know how deeply painful and soul-sucking all of this stuff is. So any information I have, I share with you freely, you know? And I also know that sometimes information isn't enough that sometimes you need support, you need guidance, you need the handholding, and that's okay too. I've got a variety of ways to support you, whether that is the books, whether that is the podcast, whether it is one of my personal or group coaching programs. You know, if you are struggling, know that you are not alone and that there is hope and that there is help. You can do this. I know you can. If I can do it, believe me, anyone can do it. You can create a body and a life you love. So I will leave you with that. I hope you have a super happy day and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this program, help it out. Give it a like, subscribe, follow, share. You know the drill. If you want to learn more about me, my books, programs, and services, visit my website, carmelaramalia.com. And don't worry, if you can't spell my name, you can also always find me at happycalories.com. Take care. <laughs>